Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Men's Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Now guys, just before we get into the episode, just going to give a brief word to our sponsor. This episode is once again brought to you by the Tape Lab Company. Now guys, if you've been training Jiu-Jitsu for any period of time, you're going to see people taping their fingers. Now, little did you know, that's not just because it looks really cool and makes you look like you actually know what you're doing. It's to prevent injuries and stop your grips and your fingers breaking on you and, you know, having a needless joint pain for no reason. Uh, guys, I train mostly nogi, but I still find a lot of value in taping my fingers to keep, you know, to keep the machine well running, if you know what I mean. Now, it's not all just about taping your fingers to look cool. You can also tape your ankles, wrists, and most of your joints to look cool. And if you want to find out how you can tape any problem areas, such as, say, your elbows at you, you can look them up on Instagram, at Tape Lab Code. They have a whole bunch of tutorials about how to tape your joints properly to, you know, fight knee pain, ankle pain, toe pain, or even carpal tunnel syndrome or anything like that uh, guys if you want 15% off any of your orders over 15 euro with tape lab use code humanzy15 that's humanzy15 for 15% off at checkout guys this episode is also brought to you by ground game ireland now guys if you're in ireland and you want quality gi no gi mma or even casual apparel be sure to check them out and use my code humanzy15 also humanzy15 for 15% off any orders over 60 euro personally i'd recommend their ranked rash guard set guys it's very nice it's very sleek it's very breathable you know washes very easily and guys you know has a really nice design plus you know you gotta you gotta show off the fact that you're a certain belt once you get promoted you know ever since i got promoted i've been on a real uh, ranked rash guard k- yeah kick if you know what i mean so guys that's humanzy 15 for 15 percent off any orders over 60 euro thanks again to ground game for sponsoring and supporting the podcast and guys hope you enjoy the episode guys welcome to the magic number it's episode 111 so you know 111 of uh deep men's jiu-jitsu podcast and guys you know i'm back after a bit of a hiatus because you know you know how the create creatives are you know creativity goes it's a uh, never sometimes there sometimes it isn't but i'm just profoundly lazy so guys we're gonna discuss some uh business side of jiu-jitsu with laura Peretti. and guys as you know she is probably the most frequent female black belt guest in this podcast because you know she's just <laughs> suck it out <laughs> oh, no no because when, when when all the other female black belt guests you know get one episode of me they're just like no fuck that guy he's a fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> so laura well, how's, uh, how's it going i like your weirdness don't worry we get along with being weird so so it's great <laughs> i'm i'm delighted to be you know on the podcast again and i'm also super super happy to talk about something different that I really like, which is jiu-jitsu, obviously, but it is um, a different aspect of jiu-jitsu that not, probably not everyone thinks of. So it's, uh, I'm super, super happy to be here and especially talking about this stuff. And uh, But yeah, I'm great. So thank you for asking, and mm. Andrew, and I hope you're great too. And mm. we had a little bit of a no, see, here, I'm, so. I'm not only great, I'm the fucking, I'm the greatest, I'm the best. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so humble. Like, guys, I won one match on a thing, so you guys know. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should roll on that, you know, after your win at uh, Grapple Kings, you just have to roll on that now. Just, you know, put it onto your bio on Instagram and you know how to go. You know how that goes. Come on. Uh, see, I'm going to put that in my Tinder bio. Like, guys, two Ooh, times Grapple Kings invitational match winner. I'm the man. Watch yeah. out. Be careful with the DM. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just my Tinder, man. I'm not going to. I'm not just going to slide into random white girl, white belt girl DMs like, yo, girl, I won a match in Grapple Kings. <laughs> 
maybe in the future uh, so Lara, before we get into the whole uh you know serious jujitsu and businessy oh. stuff I saw that you were you were at Worlds because obviously it was hard to miss because you know there was you, you we could see whoever was at Worlds the whole Irish crew were going over there. So how was work? Because this was your first Worlds at Black Belt, right? It's my first Worlds ever. Like oh shit! Um, I thought I just assumed done it, done it before. Well, I mean, I did before uh, AGP Worlds, like the Abu Dhabi Federation. Okay. But I did that as a purple belt in I think 2017. So a while back, but like it is the, that was the very first time going out to California, you know, to the IBJJF world and, and, and that was truly exciting because I, I don't know, I never thought I would be able to go at work, especially like at Black Belt. It always been like a dream to go, but I think I've never really thought of myself to be actually being able to go there for whatever, like not being jujitsu ready or maybe, you know, it's, an exp- it's a very expensive trip, to be honest with you, you know? I mean, I'm sure you know, everybody in jiu-jitsu knows how expensive it is to travel for this competition. So I really never thought I was able to actually make it make it a, a thing, you know, make it happen. So it was already super exciting just being there. I obviously have not won a medal because I haven't blasted that on Instagram. So <laughs> it didn't go as I wanted. I'm happy, though really happy with, 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 with the overall experience. Uh, there's a lot to work, like everything, you know, when you don't win, you know where you have to go, you know, you have to go back home and do your homework and, you know, work more. So there's a lot more to work. I am not quitting just yet. I think, you know, I want to give it a, another couple of few shots at the adults, although I'm, I'm not an adult anymore, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still an adult, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm officially a master, but uh, but it's exciting. You really test yourself with, I'm not going to say the best of the best, because there's a lot of really good athletes that don't, don't really get to go to competition because of, you know, visas and money and whatever. But, you know, you kind of test yourself at the highest levels of people that have visas and money. So <laughs> I'll take it as a bit of a win for now. So yeah, there's that. Not extremely, yeah. not extremely happy because, you know, something could have done better, but it, it's a good start, you know? It's a good start. Mm. No, that should be good. I can't wait to see what you'll do with the next one because, like, I haven't even done a major yet, so we'll have to get that in soon. <laughs> oh, you know, it's not mandatory competing. I just... You know, I, I just want to do it for me. And I don't think anybody that's compete is better or worse who doesn't. Uh, it's just me, you know, and I think that's how everybody should see the, the competition. Obviously, you end up, you know, comparing yourself to other people, especially if you compete. But uh, it's always about it's always for you. It's, it's never for them, you know. Mm. <clears throat> no, I get you. And like you're hundred percent right that like it's not always the best people there because like like you said with visas and money and shit like there are actually some amounts of people who could have won the worlds but just had no fucking money you know yeah and, you yeah know, yeah, yeah. Know, that's uh, yeah. 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 a sad fact yeah. of life mm-hmm. and visa too like there's super major problem there because I almost got banned to get entering the United States <laughs> when I was going over because um. Wait, wait, wait. Was it because you were trying to get the border control guy to dress in all pink or something? Because I know you do stuff like that because you're a fucking pink fanatic or something. I swear, no, I was not trying to get anybody to be dressed in pink. (laughs) But 
I, you know, that, that was my bad. That was my, my poor uh, decision, uh, you know, because the lady at the, you know, the way there's pre-clearance here in, in Dublin, you know, and the lady there in Dublin was like, so what you doing in the States? And are you going for a holiday, for work? What you doing? It's like, that was a dumb thing of me to say. I was like, oh, a bit of both. And I was like, oh my God, you're going for work. Why don't you have a work visa? I was like, oh shit. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I consider competition and training work for me, you know? They're part of my work, you know? And I was like, oh my God, no, wait, let me rephrase that. No, now you're going to go inside and talk with this dude for 40 minutes. So I had to go in and the guys were just asking me a bunch of questions. What you mean you're going for work? What is that you do? They asked me a lot of stuff about the gym and what do I do? And if there's money involved, I was like, no, I'm poor. There's no money in it. <laughs> there's no I money in it. There's no money in it. Yeah, I don't have enough money to live in California. It's too freaking expensive, okay? I'll come back. <laughs> um, so, I, I wouldn't live in California even if someone paid me to. <laughs> yeah, like, so that was that. I was like, oh, crap. First time going at words, and maybe I won't even make it through immigration. <laughs> so I'm laughing now, but I was crying at the time. So... Uh, well, at least you're not like those guys who uh, fled the podium and left the podium pit, podium half empty after the fact. You'll be gone. Uh, yeah, throwing right. throwing some shit at a few people. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. That can happen too. Yeah. Ah, so Laura, one of the first uh, business related questions I have here on my phone, very professional setup here, is like, how long have you been? <laughs> how long have you been teaching anyway? Uh, so I've been teaching since I was a parker belt and I think like every like everyone you kind of start teaching for kids classes and that is about maybe seven eight years ago roughly I absolutely love teaching I'm not a big fan of teaching to kids unfortunately and I don't think it's uncommon I think it's common actually <laughs> uh, but um but yeah yeah that's, so that's what I started like kids and like you get you know, the beginner adults and stuff like that. Obviously, you know, you're a purple guy. You can't really go and teach uh, crazy classes around. But there is that. And I absolutely love teaching. It's really, really nice. It's not, the, it's not what I do mostly on my day or on my week. But I really, really like teaching. And I think the reason I like it, it's because it makes you think really deep down the technique. Like you need to be able to explain that technique to your grandmother, okay? Then you're a really good teacher. If you're able to explain a technique to your grandma, she doesn't have any idea of jiu-jitsu and she understands the logic of it, then I think you're a really good teacher. So it really pushes out there to say, okay, let's go and think how we're going to break down this technique to someone that never done jiu-jitsu before. So you cannot take anything for granted when you're teaching. And that's I think that's the nicest part that I like about teaching, you know, so just making people understand what, what's going on. Mm. Well, you see, Grandma, I establish an inside control. <laughs> I get it. I, I make a figure four on my legs on the inside position or a sankaku, and I have a heat, a grip of but my tricep think, and my legs. You gotta tell your mom why you're doing that, you know, that's very To break the fucking knee. No! <laughs> <laughs> break the fucking like, yeah, you know why the position work why you're doing that so that's 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 that you know and there's different, very different level of teaching and um and i think you know everyone has his own style and everyone end up you know liking the, the, prof the professor that most resemble their own style you know 
of mm. understanding. Like for me, I understand the position if I understand why I'm doing that or why it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. I see. All you need, all you really need to know is, oh, do they wince when I squeeze them here? Do they, do they go, uh, you know? So you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a joke, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, so Laura. Okay, so one of the things is like, uh, say you're teaching, or say you have a gym, because like you're one of the you're one of the head coaches at your gym, right? Because you know, I keep seeing you plastered all over the social media, going like, oh, Laura. I keep I keep hearing all the horror stories about how Laura is a very rigorous teacher. Now she's just <laughs> okay, Did you hear it? No, I'm only really? No, I'm only joking. So like. <laughs> So one of the things like how do you actually create like a positive and welcoming atmosphere in your gym? Because you know, trying to you know, because people think, oh, I'll just open up a gym and just train away, and I won't have to you know do anything. <laughs> my, my brain's like make it a good place to train; it'll just be a good place. But you know, it's a lot of fucking work, obviously. Yeah. Uh, like you know, being a welcoming gym and then being a teacher that you know it's scary. They're two different things. I think I'm scary when I teach. Uh, like intermediate or advanced class, I think I'm pretty scary. But like, you know, when you teach a beginner class, then you that's what what counts, you know. And and the whole atmosphere, I think it's mostly have to do not really with the class itself, you know. Obviously, it is with the class as well. But you have to think about like I think about the first time I walked into a jiu-jitsu gym, I had zero idea what was jujitsu at like zero i did not know anything and i was really really nervous because you're walking into this territory that you don't know with this creature that's rolling on top of each other you know and not everyone is not everyone comes into jujitsu and they know exactly what they will encounter so you just don't have to take anything for granted you know you're going to be answering the same question a lot so be very patient with you know providing as much detail as possible be very transparent you know or what people will, um, you know, experience to the point. So I think it's like, like, it's down to logic, really. You have to be kind. You have to be patient. And in my position, I need to know that the professor that teaches the beginner class is the nicest professor that I have. In terms, all my professors are nice. But there's some professor are more patient than the other, you know? So if you have someone that it's been on a journey for a very long time and it doesn't really want to teach anymore a beginner class and it's patient kind of wear off very quickly, but it's super knowledgeable. I don't care about his knowledge. Okay. Because I want to make sure that the person that is in the class feels welcome. And the person that is in the class is going to take his time to learn. So I don't care that this guy learns a side control in the first class. I just want this guy to feel good in his first class or in the first month, and then we'll take it from there, you know? So that it's very important how you pick and choose your professor and your staff, especially though there's those one that is going to be the front line, the first contact with the, with the, with the customers, okay? Because those are customers, you know? They're like, so we're gonna call it students if you're friendly, but these are proper customers for, for the business perspective, you know? Um, so it's very simple and down to logic. Like if somebody walks in, you're gonna greet them. And you're going to ask them your, their name and you're going to make the effort to learn their name, their first name. You got to learn the first name. It's super important. I make a question of actually knowing all the first names of my students. There are 350 students in the gym and I want to know every single name of, the, of those. It's super important. And everyone, you know, ask a question in the first day, just ask them, what do you want to do jujitsu? 
so easy. It's a question to pop, very easy there. And it doesn't cost me anything. And everyone in the world wants to feel like they're being cared. They're, they're being asked questions. They want to talk. They want to tell you their opinion. So you need to let them have that space. And they will start, you know, start feeling a little bit more ease with, with that. So I think it's just down to logic, to be honest, how to be friendly and welcome. Mm. Not, it's not a big secret. I don't think so. Nah, that's fair enough. Now, nah, but you're you're right on the money there, because you know it is a it is a business. People get bogged down, and it's like, oh, you know, martial arts, family, this, blah, blah, blah. It's like obviously you have people. You know, you're all you're all very friendly if you train together. You all get on really well. You know, you are very close to people you train with. But like mm-hmm. it is like it is a business. You know, you gotta you know you gotta it's there to make money, and you know people. Yeah. You know, lots of people, they run their gyms very badly and they don't make any fucking money. And it's just like, ah, fuck it. Or like, say people aren't happy at a gym and they're like, oh, I don't want to leave because X, Y, Z. And then you're just like, well, dude, you're paying to not be satisfied. Like, just take your business elsewhere. Just take your business elsewhere, man. I I absolutely agree with you. Like, you know, this thing about, oh, if you start with a gym, you're going to stay, you're going to have to stay with that gym forever. I mean, I think that's not bullshit, to be honest. I mean, uh, obviously there's a certain level of respect and loyalty that you have to your professor especially you know i've been in the gym with george with from white to black and unless something super crazy happened that i cannot even think what that could be i don't see myself leaving the gym but um also because i've been part of it as i wanted to be but that's another story uh, but like if, if you're just there to do your first session and you kind of shop around do a trial class in more than one gym like, you know, just schedule five different trial class and you just have to go where you feel best because you're going to pay for that service. You're going to have to pay. I and mean, I'm not going to a restaurant and come back and if I don't like it. So I, I think that when people are choosing uh, their gym, they should be shopping around and see what are the options and just go where they feel most comfortable because it's super important to feeling very comfortable doing such a sport that is so invasive. You know, you're, you're entering mm. my comfort zone all the freaking time. So I really have to be comfortable in there. I think mm. that's super important. Yeah. You know, also, if you do that, you're a filthy fucking crayon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking, joking. I, I can't know. say. You know, it's. Um... <laughs> Just, I can't say much. I'm a fucking crayon. <laughs> Everyone is, even like some, somebody wants to accomplish something and they're thinking, oh, this gym is not bringing me anywhere. And they could not, they probably are not. I don't know, they might be right, they might be wrong, I don't know, but let's say, oh, I want to move to America because I want to give it a shot or whatever, and I'm going to do that. I mean, there's been athletes being created in, in, in Europe as well, and whatever, and you can have that chance, you know, in Brazil, but if you really feel it, you want to do it, the life you have is, is just one, you, you only live once, you know? If you think you want to go and move to another gym, to another country to give it a shot, I mean, why not do it? Yeah. At the end of the day, why not doing it? As long as it's, you know, realistic and you're just not living on a dream, why not? Mm. No, that's fair enough. See, the next question there is, uh, like, sorry, how do you how do you handle the business aspects, just pricing, memberships, and financial management, you know, so you don't go spending all your money on pinkies? Oh, well, that's a question, like, that we could stay here and talk about for weeks. <laughs> what, the, pink, the pinkies part or the financial management part? <laughs> the pinky. Uh, no, uh, just a lot into that question. Um, but I'll tell you something. I think it is obviously, so I teach very little, very little classes. I only teach when the professor are on holiday. 
So I don't really have a class a week that I teach. I used to have a class a week on Thursday. I was I used to teach two class, uh, intermediate and and advanced on Thursdays, but I don't do that anyway anymore because there's just not enough time for me to do everything. There's like only 24 hours in the day, and I do sleep five hours, so those are gone. Um, so it's just not a lot, and everything else it's really a lot. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming because it's a lot. So the the thing number one is like I'm in a position that I'm lucky enough, and I have a team with me. Okay. So delegating is, is really important. Understanding that I cannot do everything by myself is essential. And I've been getting that the hard way. I've been trying for so long to just doing a lot, everything by myself. I was like, oh my God, you don't get this, I'll do it. Okay, I, I, I'm not, maybe I'm not the most patient person on the business aspect, okay? So I, a lot of the time I would rather just say, look, okay, I'll do it. I don't have time to teach that, which is, wrong because you're not empowering your staff okay you need to put your staff into the position to learn and then be also able to do things on their own so like you know the, having those trade of leadership and everything else that comes with it so learning that you can do everything by yourself it's point number one so you need help and you need help from people that actually know and are in the business because your friends that think about something and doesn't have a freaking clue what it's like running a gym he can keep his opinion for himself. Okay, so it's super important to 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 learn from people that have been there before. Okay, that went down to their path, and you know there's a bunch of huge gyms around. And the the second thing is that have a clear goal and picture in mind. Okay, so if I'm going to open up a gym and say I want to be the next uh, Gracie Baja franchisee, well that's a pretty big plan. So you have to put your, your expectations straight and start working towards that. Oh, I just want to open up a gym to train for me and my friends. I don't really care about growing. That's another story, you know? So on my personal opinion, for me, it's like plan ahead, okay? I need to know everything that's going on during the week. I need to plan every day, every hour of the week, there's something happening and then I need to take care of that. Uh, and then I need to obviously keep time for myself because otherwise you get into a stage where it's burnout. It's a burnout and you don't want to do that anymore. And accepting that I don't really know everything and I need help from people. Also, automate anything that you can be automated, okay? So if you can automate payments, automate payments because that's a less addict that you have. If you can automate booking, automate booking. If you can automate whatever that can be automated, automate because that free up in your agenda and you can focus yourself on what's really matter. I want to grow the gym. I want to give the best um, experience ever to my students. I want to check these guys I was doing. I want to teach private classes. I want to want to compete to the world. So it's super important to to also cut space for yourself because it's it, it's going to get you into a very bad position of burning or burning out that you don't. You don't even want to be in your own gym anymore. And that's super important to have it. And lastly, obviously, I handle it as a business. For me, gym, when I work, it's a business. It has to make money. If it doesn't make money, I cannot open the gym tomorrow. There's no people to train. So it had to be treated as a business. See it as a business. So that's how you handle the gym. How do you, how do you handle the finance? Well, we're going to budget that. 
we're going to say we want that that's the target that we're going to reach and we're going to have to reach that target and we're going to give a budget that's for the salary that's for the rent that for the marketing or whatever that is we're going to do that okay so boring yes it's jujitsu no do you have to do it absolutely yes because otherwise you cannot do jujitsu so it's, it's quite very simple straight line in there uh, so priorities is dividing your time it's just like taking down and say well how do i run a small business it's not even how do i run a gym it's like how do i run a small business and then you start from there uh, and then there are things the niche of being a jiu-jitsu gym that obviously varies from there but and that thing you have to go and take them from the big gyms that have been there before then you and 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 that's all another story anyway mm. now that was a very well thought out answer and like see you're right on the, you're completely right and you're like oh yeah gotta run it like a business because like you know people think oh i'm gonna open up a gym i know how the gym sh- a gym should be run like no you don't buddy you fucking don't <laughs> you don't bro you don't but like uh that's it i actually do you know i i heard it from a christian woodman z once i was listening to one of his podcasts and he was going on about um how a lot of black belts in jiu-jitsu can't just take a step back and realize that they're a fucking white belt in business and they should just, you know, talk to people who know what yeah. the fuck they're doing instead of thinking they can do it themselves. Yeah, but that's all that gives you, you know, it's always this old same story that like, you know, even you're a chef and you love cooking, right? And then you go on and say, I want to open up a restaurant. All you're going to do is like everything else other than cooking. If you don't have, if you don't have the money to do like a proper solid business plan with staff in place you know if you have money you go into with the money and money money obviously solve all the other problems you know because you're going to get staff they're going to be taking care of managing that and doing that and then the cleaning the mat and doing this that's fine then you keep teaching and this is amazing but if you start from a point where like you have very little money a tight budget you're going to you know wear a lot of different hats at the beginning you're going to be the teacher you're going to be the cleaner you're going to be the receptionist you're going to be the finance man the salesman you're going to do everything and that's what people kind of need to see but it's the same thing as a chef he want to open, he loves cooking so he wants to open up a restaurant and i'm like no just keep being a chef if you love cooking because if you open up a restaurant you're not going to cook anymore you're going to pay bills, you're going to chase suppliers and you're going to, you know, get customers to do a nice review and all that sort of thing. And, you know, throw expired product out of the fridge, whatever you have to do <laughs> to be a chef. I actually do not know how to be a yeah. chef. You're going to have to chase after people who want to dine and dash, you know, so that's a whole other thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have to throw a fucking uh, butcher knife at their head or something. Holy crap. I do not want to go to that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, then pay your bill. You won't get a fucking butcher knife thrown at your head then, bro. <laughs> Yeah, nah. yeah. We don't we don't choke people if they don't pay. By the way, we don't do that. That just reminds me of the old uh, the old. It was like a meme. It was like uh, a doctor saves your life, but your credit card is declined, so the doctor fucking shoots your man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. no, no comment. No comment. American dream, right? Oh, uh, no comment. <laughs> so yeah, Asalora, <laughs> what would you say? Like, is the number one challenge you face, like when you're running a gym or in that sort of industry, like the number one, like hassle, uh, mm. challenge you run into the whole time. So you want to know the challenge on a business perspective or my personal challenge? Uh, both. Okay. Both. <laughs> both. <laughs> mm, on a business perspective for me was that when I started, I, I had zero knowledge of what business 
or jujitsu, whatever. I mean, jujitsu was kind of getting an idea. But I got early on, on on a team with George really early on. I think it was a blue belt when I got in. And obviously, just on a business aspect. And I like my life turned around in 12 months from going working in a corporate job to actually being half owner of a gym and corporate job that had nothing to do with anything. Like it was just some random banking backend stuff that I didn't even know what I was doing most of the time, but it's okay. Um, so that was the, the, the biggest challenge is that you have to forget jujitsu and just think business. And if you're not ready to do that, that's going to be a really big challenge. Um, and you have to just, I don't know, you have just to embrace that. You have to go with that. You have to understand uh, all that you don't know and just accept that. You know, you become, as you say, like Christian said, you can become a white belt, white belt in business. And and the, the challenges that they are there, they're like everyday challenge because like, I'll give you an example. Last week, the electricity went off for, I don't know, three hours. And I, what do you do in the whole partner street? And they were freaking partner street. And it was two, three weeks ago. I don't remember. What do you do? Then you have to go on, call the electricity provider, ESP, whatever they're called. And then, and then you discover just the power out. And then you have to put out, okay, there's not going to be class now. You're going to catch up another class another time. Or the water stopped running. We don't have showers anymore. So like there's like even practical problems or like, oh, I don't have money to pay the rent this month. So that there are like the challenges are like the everyday, the business wise is like, it's mostly like that door has to be open a certain time. How are we going to make that happen? And the, the path to get from the beginning to that door open, those are all the challenges that comes there. And I think that's, that's, that's just like, and there's no business encounter challenges. Personally, for me, and I think many, many people, like many gym owners probably would feel, not, not everyone, I, don't, I wouldn't see everyone in that, but like, I think many of them would have the same, is that your life, okay? Uh, personally, the, that's my biggest challenge, okay? My life is jujitsu. It became, it became like my life, my passion, my hobby, my side also my work, my social life, it's all in blended together, okay? So there's never a break from it. And you'll be like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not. Because if I want to have a break from it, there's jujitsu. And if I want to distress, oh my God, I'm going to do my favorite sport because I'm stressed. And that's jujitsu in the same oh, gym. In the same uh, have you thought about taking up judo, maybe? It's a different sport completely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now go back to making cocktails or something. I remember you said you used to like doing that. It's, it's, it's like that can even become a problem. I. I'm going to tell you this. And then like, so for words, I had a very intense preparation for like about six months, started in November, two, 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 two or three trainings a day. Okay. Different intensity, but like jujitsu and then some like just, you know, practicing drills and then some sparring and strength and conditioning. And I think like three months, three weeks before words, I think I started crying in the middle of a session for no reason. I mean, for the reason that, I was in the gym all the time. I was in the gym because I was training. I was in the gym because I was working. And there is no break from any of that. It all start blending. You don't know when you're working. You don't know when you're actually enjoying 
your 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 training. You don't know where's the line is that. And I just started crying. <laughs> and the guy that was training with me was like, oh my God, Laura, what's going on? What did I do? Did I hurt you? <laughs> I'm like, no, I hurt myself, my soul. <laughs> I'm laughing now, obviously, I'm laughing. But you, you can easily counter burnouts because it's just all in there. So for me now, it's like learning where is the balance of that? I need to have a better balance. And it's easy to just not have any boundaries because you're always there. You're always mm. around. Like I don't have an office in the gym, you know? I'm not like, oh, there's a door. Don't enter that door because I'm gonna kill you. So I might think about that though. Um, yeah, you should get a trap door. So if someone opens it the wrong way, just get hit with like a paint can from Home Alone or something. <laughs> a pink paint yeah. can as well, a pink, pink paint Everything can. Is- Everything is pink. I'm gonna trade in my black belt for a pink one. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, bro. So yeah, that I think that's personally the biggest challenge. You know, the business challenge can be easily overcome. Not easy, but there's always a solution. You know, you go on Google and you Google your question, and there's five different solutions, and you get over that. You know, that's that, that's the beauty of Google. I think you know, nowadays opening up a business and running a business. Anybody can do that. Anybody that is willing to learn, anyone that is willing to learn, be proactive and do something, it can open and run a gym. Anyone. Mm. See, but how, okay, so you mentioned the work-life balance there. Like, how are you trying to improve it? Like, is there any days like you where you, you barely, okay, I know it's hard Sundays. for you to, like, Sundays you Sundays. don't do anything. Sacred. No, that's fair yeah. enough. Like, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. we we actually opened the new gym there, and uh, we're open every, we're open every day except Sunday. And you know, some of the guys want to train on Sunday, and we only and have you, one. We have one coach at the moment, and he's like, "Man, I'm teaching all the classes. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, yeah. The only the only day off I get is a Sunday. Give me a break, man. Come on." <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, freaking newly. Like people don't get it that you're there all the time, and you do need a downtime at some point, and. And the same thing, like we, we, we are actually closing Sunday, but we will start opening on Sunday soon as well. I won't mm. be there on Sunday though. Don't expect me to see anywhere. I don't blame but, you at all. <laughs> yeah, but you see, yeah, like you see what I mean? Like when you start getting onto the other side, you understand that that's not the place that you want to be all the time. Yes, you love it because it's your passion, but at some point, just need a break. Yeah. Besides like, you know, Sunday's the Lord's day. You can't work on the Lord's day. Yeah, I'm not gonna comment on that. I'm not sure if there's religious people in this podcast. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Well, it's Ireland, and it's jiu-jitsu, so no, that's double, double weirdness. <laughs> double weirdness. I uh, see. I actually had to ask you this. So, like, uh, what are your thoughts on like? Because you guys host a lot. Of, you're ho- you're doing a lot of stuff. You're like hosting competitions. You're doing in-house competitions. And I forgot to. I forgot all about this until just there. You have that coffee shop at the front of your uh, your gym, the Ambarista. Yeah, I forgot that's... all about that until there. <laughs> I honestly did. Yeah. The, the coffee shop, to be honest, was just born because during the pandemic, we expanded the gym. So we got another unit and we connected the two units. And then we were like, oh, my God, this reception is looked so big, which is nothing against that. But when you think about business, you'd be like, you're paying per meter square or foot square, whatever you're calling it in Ireland. I have no idea. Uh, but you, you pay every single inch of that rented space. And every single space you have to make money you know and a big reception doesn't really make you any money unless you put something else in it so you either put like a 
a visual store to sell stuff or you put something else and we do have a visual store that sells stuff um but also it was like really big enough to fit something else so we were like okay let's put a coffee shop there and now we have a coffee shop there so pretty much that's the reason behind having the coffee shop in there it's because adds up as well a little bit of um added value for the guys that want to get you know a fresh drink or a coffee or whatever on the go and it does make a bit of money as well to to sustain and support the the overhead the fixed expenses that i have every month you know um so that was that's the story for the coffee shop wasn't really oh my god yeah that's going on. it wasn't really like oh we're going to open a coffee shop now it just kind of came along mm-hmm. and fit in with the purpose of saying like there's more space you, it's not that because you open a bigger gym automatically you're going to have that but the people doesn't really work like that i wish but it's not um but that was the reason behind the coffee shop with regards about competition in-house competition i think it's really nice because uh especially on the student's perspective because competing is scary not everyone is up for that the majority of our students do not compete okay and you cannot force people to do that because they won't be doing it happily and i think the internal competition is like a nice in-between steps for them so they kind of dip their toes in of what's like competing but they're doing it in a friendly environment that they know with people that they know so they they are not faced right away with like a big arena a crowd that is screaming crazy stuff in different languages because don't forget the portuguese screaming people uh, which I'm one of them as well. So no offense <laughs> to any Portuguese speaking person because I do scream very highly. If you hear me around competition, you know I'm there because yeah, I'm I've really seen you a competition. You're uh, you're certainly yeah. certainly out there. <laughs> a very very loud tone of voice. Yeah. So no offense to anyone else, but like you know, it's it's scary. It's scary if you've never done that, and and I get it. People don't want to put themselves in that position. So I think that in house competition, it's really good. To get them you know breaking the ice at first and um depends how big it is how you handle it it doesn't necessarily make money for the gym you know because you have to buy medals you have to pay someone that it does referee unless you're doing yourself but you also have like you know the system that does brackets unless you're doing on a pen and paper which is an option obviously and um, so it's it's it depends you know how big how small are you going to handle it how much of a headache you want to have or not it can or it cannot give you money of it, but I the the main point for us was not the making money point. It was more like let's just get more people into like see that competition is not the end of the world and they can actually do that. So that was the the first thought behind the, the in-house competition. <clears throat> see, I see you guys uh, you're actually like what was that thing? It was the, the, the there's the BJJ League of Ireland. You guys are like, uh, what it's, you're working it, with them, or it is actually not. It's very confusing because people think that me and George are involved in it, but we're not. It's oh, one sorry. of our students. Yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good. But everyone thinks that uh, it's actually one of our students that in he organizes it and he runs the whole thing. But because he's in the gym, he asks a lot of our students to help with working. And obviously we try to support and enter in the competition and promote it, but like, it is really not our, our ours. Like it doesn't come from us. So it's, I'd love to, at some point, I've got to be honest with you. 
allowed to some point run a big event, like a proper big event or competition. I think uh, that could be a next step at some point. I like to do that. It doesn't have to be maybe a competition. It could be even like a, a camp abroad, a big camp abroad or something. Mm. Like, I'd or love or, to or a show, some... a show like Grapple Kings. <laughs> or a show, yeah, or an invitational. I do, I do, I would love to go and set up an event at some point. Um, I just don't have the ideas or the time yeah. now. Of what and I you would know, like to do. you know, since uh, the, the the most recent Grapple Kings, there they had one side wearing blue and the other wearing yeah. red. You're gonna make pink. one side wear pink. <laughs> what, what will the other color be? It'll be black and pink, pink and white. I don't know. I haven't thought about second color. I think we just go white with something that's not usually around, like yellow, maybe. Ah, yellow. Ah. <laughs> yellow. Just to be weird and awkward altogether. I oh yeah, know. this. Oh this. Both, both sides were pink. One of them wears like a, a light the pink. Light pink was, uh, or, uh, much better. Much better. <laughs> Fighting off the, the light pink corner. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> no one steal the idea. That's golden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut that part from the podcast. <laughs> no. no that's <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it? Can you share any uh, success stories or memorable moments from running your gym recently? Like, you know, stuff that makes it all worthwhile for you? Well, I think it's a pretty much of a cliche, you know, you're there for the students and that's pretty much very true. And why do you keep doing it? You're there for the students, you want to see progress, you really are happy when people progress and stuff. But like, you know, the stories are there every day. Uh, the other day, a guy literally, we were, he started a year and a half ago. He started and he was quite overweight, like a lot. He was wearing an A3, but like the size was like, one meter and 70 that top max okay that was his height and it was like an a tree so very big and he comes in bring back his two a tree kimono he's like i need to get an a1 like he dropped down two sizes of kimono that that is crazy that is absolutely crazy you know and then there's a lot of guy that even come around there's a girl that started that it was having a lot of anxiety and panic attacks because that's just the way it is the way she is Obviously, she's into therapy for many years and everything, but like, you know, you start from a point that is like, I literally cannot be into a class because I will not move. I need to start from private class. Being around in all the classes, no problem, zero, just come down there, training, go home, come back sometimes, you know, obviously stop and you're going to go and check on people. But even story about bullying, you're being bullied, not just kids, that's the thing it's not only kids even adults get bullied and we often forget that and we have that story as well so there the stories are always there there's always stories every day and maybe you don't realize it because not everyone is going to share with you the reason why they're going to join your gym so that's what i'm that's why we go back to the beginning i'm like saying you gotta make a friendly environment you have to be like you know be smart and logic be kind you don't ever know what the what, what kind of path that person is going to and why they're coming to a martial art gym because more often than you can think of it could be lack of confidence or like being into a very bad situation you know harassment and bullying and whatever that reason can be or just obviously because they're interesting to so that's also that option but you never know if you don't ask and if they don't feel comfortable to share you never know that and that's why it's very important as well to to ask that question because if they're comfortable to share you know that maybe there's something that they are not they won't they will they will be take time to warm up to you know um but personally for me it's like it's a personal achievement i love running the gym and i love seeing that 
we have targets that we keep and smash them and go over to the next one. And if I started when there was like 50 people, now we have a lot more than that. It's, it's for me as well, it's like, it's a challenge that I want to keep having and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We are actually opening, we're not really opening new gyms, but we are doing a program of franchising. So a lot of guys, a lot of students are students are being interested. Okay, so what's the, what's the crack with that? What do you offer? What's included? So that is my long-term plan. I want to open a lot of franchise around Ireland, around Europe. I I'm I'm in there for the very long long run. So for me, yes, they're the successful story of the students, but it's also it's also business. As I said before, it's business and jujitsu in Europe is a very untapped business. There's money in it. People don't know where is the money. I think most of the people don't know where that the money is in jujitsu, but it is untapped business and there's a lot of opportunities. So I'm in there. Yes, because it's fun and amazing and I love jujitsu, but almost in there for the business. Almost mm. in there for creating new stream of money and all of that so yeah i'm there for that <laughs> nah, that's good see uh fucking you're gonna open a, a gym in every county in ireland so there's a uh, 32 js gyms all around the gaff it could be it could be yeah it could be it could be but it, you know it's uh oh. it's, there's there's things to come there there's good, good few things are coming yeah Ooh, can you can you give us a hint about anything or is it a well, well I, I mean it, it's not a secret like you know opening gyms so that that be one one of them and everything that goes around with like big gyms so you you take like big big gym like apples aoj gracie barra alianza you just take them and you're trying to model their structure and why are they successful how they come around to open that many of them so that's what i want to do mm. not, not a secret not a secret so you know it's openly it's open and uh, it's out in the air. It's open. It's not a secret. No, there's and, totally and a secret. There's totally a secret. I can see it in your face. In this, in this, in this audio-only podcast, I can see a, <laughs> she's a secret face. <laughs> but I, I just want to say I know on that. And then like, oh, but like, you know, there's a lot of people like they don't see money in jujitsu. They'd be like, oh, it's just jujitsu, you know, you shouldn't be doing it for the money. And I'm like, why? I mean, obviously I love jujitsu, but like, why I do not deserve to make money on jiu-jitsu? Like, you know, that's a job for me. Why only the guys that wear ties and go in the office deserve to make a bunch of money? Why did you deserve that? And I should be living on a minimum wage and killing myself because I have to live off love of jiu-jitsu. So I just want to say that that's like a lot of the time there's like, oh, but you see the professor took three weeks holiday. So there's a lot of money in that. Why do you want to wish your professor to have a shit life and no money? I mean, you know, so guys, I just want to put it out there. I don't know how many people will listen to this podcast, but when you go and pay your membership and you want to be a cheap fucker, I'm sorry for the bad language, but, and you're like, oh, can you give me a discount? Because I want to go and drink my life away on the weekend. You know, that's, that's, that's the daily job of a person in there. And I don't think it's fair. You don't go to the restaurant and ask for a pizza. I'm like, I'm just going to eat half of it. Can I pay half? I'm just going to come twice a week. Can I pay half of the membership? No. Like, <laughs> no, you can freaking not do that. Respect. That's the job. You got to freaking respect that. And that is the main, one of the main issues. Uh, about it. Like, okay. Ne next you time. You got to live up love. 
So next time someone, uh, okay, uh, just like uh, one little thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, people get all wrapped up in their heads like, oh, you have to, you can't like your job or, you know, you have to hate your job and hate every agonizing second of getting money and stuff. Like, well, no, you don't fucking you're have miserable. to. If you do that, you're miserable, you know? Oh, well, everyone else, yeah, want, you know, everyone, everyone else is miserable. So they're just like, oh, I want you to be miserable too. You can't make money doing stuff you enjoy. <laughs> but anyways, what was your thing? Uh, some thick, okay, okay. I know people who generally do that, like, oh, can I get a discount because I want to go drink in the weekend and I don't want, yeah. I only do jiu-jitsu you know, twice a week. I mean, I'm not saying we don't give a discount to anyone because there's some situation that is like, there, there, there's people really struggling and it's really making an effort. So I want to see you making an effort because it's not fair otherwise. Because you mm. have a job, a regular job, and you just want to go on holiday and you're saving money for the holiday. I don't care about that because I want a holiday too, you know? And I deserve to have a holiday as well. It's not just because... I work with something that should be a form of art and love. I don't deserve that. So it's it's a case by case situation. There are people in our gym that are on like social project programs. They're not paying their membership. There are people that have discounted membership because they are in a, in a difficult financial situation. There, there, there are a lot of situations like that. And I'm not the one that says, no, that doesn't exist. But like, there's also the situation that, that on the other side that is like, okay, Maybe I'll plan to drink less on the weekends so that I have the money to pay that because it's it's respect. It's respect mm. for my job and my time and the quality that I put into it. So I'm just saying not everyone does that mm. because they don't yeah. want to. Some money, just, like, you know, it's, it's different. Look, it's it's, it's pretty weird because, uh, what's it called? Like, if someone is struggling and they literally can't afford it, like they'll they'll usually try and try and sort it out. They they're not the people that are going to be like, ah, well, would you give us a fucking um a discount there? I don't yeah. want to be paying all that that month. Yeah, because that, like, that, yeah, no. those person are the one that become like, look, Laura, I'll go and clean them after class, but can I do this for free? And I'm mm. fine with that. I'm yeah. absolutely fine. You tell me. You know, and and then I don't even want you to clean them out after because there's people that, that they will do that, you know. Mm. So, but if you make the effort of at least doing, look, Laura, I'll do something. What can I do to to trade that in? That mm. that show me that you really want to do that. That yeah. you really want to like, hear. At least if you're doing something to warrant getting like discounted training or free training, that's at least something. But just asking for for no reason, like, so okay, yeah. like I I I work in a shop, like I you know it's just a fucking normal shop, but like the amount of people that come in and just ask for a discount for no reason and i tell them no and like why not it's like well, well why, why should i give you a discount i don't fucking i'm not gonna do it for no reason like come on pretty much pretty much yeah that works the same in the jiu-jitsu martial arts and whatever small business that is around you're not going to fly fit and ask a discount and fucking fly fit are you no is anyone going to fly fit asking a discount they're making millions they're not going to they're not gonna ask Netflix for discount or Disney Plus for discount or Domino's for discount. You know, but they'll ask your fucking Jiu-Jitsu gym. Whatever. That's all I'm saying. Like, have the freaking respect that you have for a big, huge corporate making a lot of money on top of you. Have the same respect of people that are busting their ass to, to keep a small business open, you know? And if they're making money of it and having a good life, be happy for them. They are a success story. They built something from zero. Be happy for them. You're part of the success. You're happy in their own success, their own story. So that's 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 what I want to say. I'm not saying there shouldn't be any discounts. No, because there's people that truly deserve to be helped because they they will do amazing stuff if you help them. 
because those are the people that will make the difference. Just like have some freaking respect because if you're not going, if you're not willing to go and ask a discount to fly fit, you shouldn't be going asking for discount to my gym. That's mm. that's the standard. <laughs> that's the standard or like, if you're on the fence about giving someone a discount, just say to them, okay, uh, if you can give me seven good reasons why I should give you a discount, I'll give you a discount. Because if you think yeah, you deserve something, yeah. if you think I'm you deserve like- something and you're so it's so obvious in your mind, you should be able to give seven fucking reasons why. <laughs> open discussion i'm always open if somebody comes to me i'm like okay why why what's going on tell me what's going on and how i can help you with that i'm always open for i'm always open for discussion i'm just talking about those that that don't want to respect your work that's all i'm talking about mm-hmm. you know that's where my point is that but i'm always open for for a discussion and say look laura it's really a problem i don't know i i got kicked out from the house, I don't have a place to live, I need some money, whatever, but you know, there are situations that, fine, no worries with that, or just come to Ireland, I have no job, I have no no visa yet, or whatever, fine, we, we are working around that, and we always have a lot of people, because, you know, it's a, we're gym full of Brazilian people, because George is Brazilian, so <laughs> obviously a lot of the time we're like the first point of contact for a lot of guys that come from Brazil. And a lot of the time it was like, just arrived, I arrived yesterday and the guys in the gym wanted to train with their kimono on, you know? And can you please, and I was like, okay, look, listen, this month, there's no problem, come and train. No issue with that. You know, mm. you find a job and then we'll get onto the line. So I'm always open for that. But there has to be mutual respect for that not taking advantage of each other you know that's the bare minimum the bare minimum acceptable i think mm. no that's fair enough see i got this other question here is like how do you encourage a growth mindset and continuous improvement among your students and instructors so people you know you know make sure they, they have a healthy mindset when they're training and they don't get bogged down and like oh i'm getting smashed all the fucking time or this that means is a really nice question that you put down to be honest that is very very nice and um and it's funny enough, I I actually opened up a new position in the gym for a club coaching coordinator, which is in charge of all of that. So he's going, he's going to be in charge for all of those things that you just asked. But uh, it's uh, not you, you know, is it? I don't have the time, but I'm doing it at the moment, <laughs> but I don't have the time anymore. I need to delegate you know we're talking mm. before I don't have the time I'm learning to a lot of stuff but it, it's like you gotta delegate what you don't have time to do and um, but mainly like I think for for a student perspective you have to keep you have to make sure that the the chat is open two ways it's not only professor talking you know you gotta make sure it, it's open and the students feel free to to communicate that okay because sometimes it's not only about motivation, 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 motivation. We all know that motivation fades away. What keeps people progressing is, you know, a solid routine. If you come there every week, three times a week, you will see the difference, you know? So it's not, I don't think it's the motivation sometimes. You know, yes, we have to motivate students, but as well, we have to teach them and educate them that you got to put consistency in what you're doing. Like everything else, you got to put them, you have to be realistic. Like you have very... Um, so our beginner beginner program is very is very a nice structure where we take them with by the hand and we go on week by week and try to teach that and let them understand that it's a process. And for in, in terms of um, like staff, you know that's like a 
a regular business, you do performance reviews. So you take staff every whatever month and you just do a performance review and see how they're doing. And like, you know, we review your classes, the tenants in your classes and all of the sorts of things. So, and then you see why there's more or less people and what can be done to improve in terms of like program, jiu-jitsu program, you go and review your jiu-jitsu program all the time and say, look, the intermediate program needs to be reviewed because I don't think we're giving the best to our students. So there has to be someone in charge in there to always thinking, how can I give the best of the best to the students? So that means that my professor needs to be on top of their own game all the time. And it doesn't mean they need to learn the latest techniques, but it could mean that they need to learn how to teach better how to involve more the students, how to make the class more dynamic, how to make the communication more open. So um, there's a lot of a lot of many ways that you can do that and not all the time involved like let's learn the last technique. OK, so because everyone learns differently. So I learn in a certain way and the other students learn in a certain way and we need to acknowledge that and make sure we can kind of make everyone happy. Uh, not happy, but ever, may enable everyone to learn. That's hmm. that's the way. That answer the question ish. No, it did. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there has to be someone in charge that that check that, especially if you are um, a big gym, you mm. know, because you can't just sit back and just teaching always the same old. Hold is good. Hold is gold. You always work. Uh, I don't know how to play close guard, by the way, but like, you know, all this good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking close guard doesn't even work, man. Close guard armbar doesn't work, bro. It's a, it's a fake, fake move. <laughs> and it's where people should start, but there always has to be that willing to like, how can we make that better? And yes, let's also involve like, let's making sure our instructor knows how to perform one cool technique in the advanced class. That's that's obviously that as well. But mm. more than technique, I think it's concepts that needs to be taught all the time. And you cannot do that in the beginning class because they won't be able to grasp a concept. Yeah, they won't understand what you mean by inside position and diagonal control and all that shit. Yeah, so you got to address every level of class and say, you know, this class we teach it that way because that's better for, for learning. And that class we teach it that way because it's better for progressing, for developing a better jiu-jitsu. So, uh, you know, each class has its own goal and its own public of students. And yeah, you have to put goals on every every each one class to see like, uh, what's the goal of that class and I'm going to achieve that. Am I going to achieve that by showing a technique or am I going to achieve that by trying to explain a concept that I really think is super important. So there's that. Um, mm. Mm. See, uh, next question I got is uh, how do you address student feedback and incorporate into the gym's uh, operations and stuff and maybe change classes around if people are saying, oh, this is good, yeah. that's bad or something like that. Or like, how do you, how do you deal? Student feedback is absolutely gold, okay? So, because those, that's where the money comes from, okay? Yeah. So, you always have to be open to take student feedback. And I think every gym needs to have a place that students know they can go and make anonymous feedback, okay? And not everyone wants to be known for what they want mm. to say, okay? Some people are really chill and they go into your face and say, Laura, can we do this and do that? 100%. No, we cannot. 
Like somebody asked, can we have a bigger gym? It's like, where do I gonna go? Am I gonna just go into the next door shop and ask them if I could put showers in their entrance? Like, you know, like some stuff. <laughs> jump jump in the river, man. If you want if you want a better shower, jump in the river. <laughs> some stuff you kind of evaluate that and then you try to give a logic answer and it's like you know, if they can be, look, if the feedback is a constructive feedback, it's not just, it's not a feed, it's not someone that is complaining for no reason, then I will do my best to incorporate with the gym policies or whatever it is. Like, you know, we want a class on Sundays. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll find the staff that's available to work on Sunday. And when I find the staff and I have a professor, I will open a gym on Sundays, you know? So I obviously try to incorporate that as much as I can if it's something that is going to bring more value to the gym on an overall level. You know, I can't change a gym for one person because I don't like to wear a pink kimono into a tie. Like, you know, just giving you some, some, something. Oh, come on. Like I know that. you like, don't even try say you don't like to wear the pink ones. I know you do. <laughs> I'm a, I, I love it, but I am a fan of white kimonos. I am a really a big fan of white kimonos. Although I have, I don't know, 17, 18 kimonos, and I think only three are colored kimonos, three or four top. Okay. Quick, <laughs> quick side. What color are they? So all the other ones are white. There's oh, one black one. and blue. Okay. I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm actually, I actually had to on a blue kimono because over that world with adults, you can only do final with a white or a blue. And I was like, I mean, wait, what? Do final? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can only, you must have with you a white and a blue kimono when you're going to do black belt adult work. And um, yeah. So I actually have two blue kimono, which I don't really, I'm not really a fan of blue kimonos, but I have one which is extremely small. I don't, I barely wear it. I actually have to give it away to someone that needs. And then I have another one that's new. And then I have, yeah, two black, two, two blue, and everything else is white. I love white. And the pink one, but the pink one is retired, you know? Uh, well, are you going to put it in a frame or something? <laughs> No. No. I'll, okay. I'll send you some pictures later of like geese and frames, so you can get an idea oh, for that. Oh, we got George in the frame in the gym. George came on, so I know all of it. But like, ah, I, I go on. Fucking the pinky. It's like you know. It's like a. It's like a trademark of the. Of the I mean, if, if if I accomplish something considerable on the competition. I will think about it, you know. Oh my god, that's my first kimono. Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The gym knows you have the pinky, yeah. so it's kind of iconic. So yeah, everyone will recognize yeah, it. it. That's all bit, I'm saying. It is a bit. It is a bit iconic. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, so Laura, I got the last question there. Are you ready for the last question? Oh my god, I'm scared. Tell me. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, don't be scared. Sorry. <laughs> see, uh, what's it called? Fucking. So, fucking phones like them up there sorry so oh yeah uh can you share any advice or tips for someone interested in starting their own bgj gym and don't you say don't <laughs> no um i do think there's a lot of opportunity and i'm top marketing jiu-jitsu and i say that before uh but you have to be smart about it you know so the, the i think that the tip number one is what me and you've been saying all along the podcast you got to treat it as a business if you want to open a gym, you have to get in the idea that you have to treat it as a business. 
that's the most important tip that I think somebody can give into like, oh, I want to open my own gym. Just be ready to treat that as a business because that's what it will be. You're going to have to make money out of it. If you're not making money, you're not going to be happy and you're not going to be not going to need money for food or rent or whatever. So just treat it as a business, treat that as a business and get help if you need to get help, get asked questions to people that have been there before. Oh, I want on a side note, I don't want to advertise it, but I do that. I do kind of like, I do this as a part of my job. People want to set up, set up a small business and, you know, I give that kind of ideas on where to go, how to do it and how to start. I don't want to do that. But like, I mean, there's people that do that as a proper job. So go to someone and ask them, I want to open up a gym. What are my first steps to do? Okay, so and then you go like, okay, what kind of gym do you want to open? Is it like a garage gym that you want to open? Or you want to open a full-blown seven classes a day kind of gym? Mm. So let's let's see where you want to start. I just love so, that you looked at me when you're saying uh, garage gym because I'm recording this in my fucking no! garage gym. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you because I there's nobody else to look at. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fuck it with you, man. What is this? <laughs> uh, no, I thought you showed shade in my garage gym. <laughs> I told you I'm coming over to for some session and we all get into some garage jiu-jitsu. Can't wait for that. Just don't blow my knees because I'm bad at no <laughs> Sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I just I think things like be ready to 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 treat it as a business and get help for people that uh, have been there in your step before and just accept that not, not everything is going to be easy, but you're gonna have to work fairly hard for a good amount of time and and yeah plan a little bit of downtime before you burn out mm. there's that but everything yeah. else is amazing it sounds terrible but everything else is amazing Sorry. <laughs> it sounds really bad but like everything else is amazing <laughs> no that's great <laughs> that's great <laughs> oh, oh man that was great <laughs> all right so really guys bad. Yes, it's really amazing and it's super worth it if you do it right it's super worth it mm. nice you know you can have a few world champions under your belt and they'd be like yeah it's all because thanks to me and my pinky <laughs> well we are talking about that world champion competition uh, we've never been really a very focused comp competition gym to be honest i mean we are we kind of are but not super focused and but there's a good few addition to our team and, and I'm inviting you and everybody has to listen to. We got like some competition class. They're early in the morning. I'm not sure if they're around 8.30 a.m. on every day. And they're yeah, I'll just, get, I'll, just get, I'll just get a three hour bus to Dublin to come to the 8.30 fucking class. Uh, <laughs> it's probably yeah. gi and I don't even train in the gi anymore. <laughs> no, no, we do a lot of no gi. Now it's no gi season. We do a lot of no gi. I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do no gi. Yeah, this week we've been doing uh, stand-up and so I've done wrestling and judo and I think I've been flown around in the gym more time than I can even remember. So, fun. Very, <laughs> very fun. Very fun. <laughs> but it's great, hell. you know, you kind of have to get really well-rounded athletes all around. Don't do like me and get to a black belt and don't have an idea what judo or wrestling is or leg lock. So, yeah, don't do like me. Yeah, just sprawl and brawl. <laughs> sprawl and brawl. All right, so guys, I think we're going to leave it there. So Laura, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything to say before we shoot off? Uh, 
no, thank you so much. Again, I really love it. I think we talked so much today, and I don't even know if somebody's gonna listen all of this because I talk so much. But uh, I'm <laughs> it's a fucking podcast. You're supposed to talk to us. I know, but I talk really a lot. I think I talk too much, but whatever. Uh, so just thank you so much again for inviting me again. I love that. I love talking about this. And um, you know, guys, if you want to talk more about jujitsu and business, I'd love to give me a shout, guys. I absolutely love it. It's it's my life you know so thank you so much for that hey thanks guys hope you enjoyed adios